Hello everyone and welcome back to another episode of... Oh, you want me to say <laughs> Reprise, reprise. Reprise, reprise. <laughs> Thank you very much, Chris. Of Reprise, Reprise, the musical podcast that delves a little bit deeper into the song choices. Chris, you need a light outside that says, on air. <laughs> she just came in like, you don't need to. I was like, what don't I need? Oh yeah, I remember. You don't need whatever it was. You don't need to do it, Chris. You don't need to do a podcast. It's okay. It's okay. Special, uh, special guest, Chris's mum. There. Thanks very much. Yeah. Um. Yeah. Uh, so this is replies, replies, hosted by me, Gina Jackson, and uh, and me, Christopher Grogan, and my mother, Josephine. Woo! Hello to Josephine. Uh, every week we look at the greatest musicals ever made, film musicals. And to start off with, we're doing the AFI Top 25. But let's preamble. Let's preamble. So at the minute, we are obviously doing the Top AFI 25. From when was it? 2006? So a long time ago. And obviously that misses out a hell of a lot of um, modern. modern musicals from 2000 and probably five onwards if it came out in 2006 they probably missed out anything that was released yeah. in 2006 so we've got a lot of we've got a lot to go on and obviously there are hundreds of musicals there are we, uh, we, we should just look at every year and say oh this is the best musical yeah <laughs> and then we're going to do musical episodes of things because like yes. the Buffett episode oh, it's like TV. a classic so we need to do a tv well, I think we might have I, to mix them in as specials. I've got something I want to do, which isn't really a musical, so I will allow you to do that. Okay, okay. <laughs> this sounds really yeah. ominous, gang. So, yeah, it's fine. It's woo! Fun. We love it. We love to see it. Yeah, so but modern musicals. Modern musicals, and there were hundreds from the golden age of Hollywood that haven't we haven't talked about. So no, that would be quite nice. Many I've never heard of. Yeah. Because yes. if you think around, like, when the talkies came out, they were all... The talkies. <laughs> so there's thousands of musicals that I probably have lost and will never be found. Yeah, I think we'll be, I think we'll be safe. Yeah, we, we've got a few to tackle. We've got a few. I, I was texting you yesterday. I watched Dancer in the Dark yesterday. That's nothing we're going to do. Yeah, so, what, so give us a bit of a, what Dance in the Dark is. And so it's a, a Lars von Trier film from 2000. York is, she's grown up loving musicals and wanting to be in a musical, but she's slowly go, going blind. And then, plot twist. <laughs> <laughs> Spoiler alert. Just kind, of, kind of out of nowhere and it's like, okay, just long and slow. And yeah, it's, it's not the musical you, you want. <laughs> Mm-hmm. yeah I need a musical that well I say that but Moulin Rouge makes me cry but I kind of like a musical that makes me happy yeah I don't I don't mind a, a crying musical that's fine that's but fine one where it's a bit depressing is not <laughs> yeah you want the joyous atmosphere of the musical yeah. we want we want joy in our musicals any directors producers listening we want joyous musicals thank you very much yeah. And then deep, deep despair. Yeah. So today we are talking about the 1978 classic that is Greece. Yes, number 20 on the AFI list. 
the list was 2006, by the way. <laughs> Thanks. 2006, everyone. Who's uh, in Greece? So, Olivia Newton, Janice in Greece. So is John Travolta. So is Stockard Channing and Jeff Conaway. Uh, the four main characters, yes. and then obviously the T-Birds and the Pink Ladies, which we'll move on to. Um, just as a really quick aside, I was in a production of Greece in, I think it was my GCSE drama. Who nice. knows? And I played Jan. And every day I had to eat about four burgers on stage. <laughs> Ace. Greatest days of my life. <laughs> I can't lie to you, John. It was amazing. But like, no, not. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it was great. The, the guy that played um, Putsy with, he was like Jan's boyfriend. Yes. We were both quite, we were both really skinny. Um, and yeah, I think we both put on about four pounds, five pounds for the like three day run that we had because we had to eat four Method burgers. Acting. Yeah. I like it. Daniel Day-Lewis would be proud of you. Yeah, it was fun going to McDonald's and asking for eight burgers <laughs> every day. Normally when you hear actors eating in scenes, they're sick and sick of it. We're good to just eat the same thing. But no, it sounds like a, no, a good experience quite, for you. It was good experience because we mixed it up. So we, we got different burgers. So we weren't just, yeah, the chips were a bit dodgy because they get, they get cold really quickly. Yeah, Whereas yeah. a burger you can kind of keep warm without them in foil. But yeah, so that was just random bit of insight into the life of Gina Jackson. Yeah, I remember my niece for her leaving play at school mm. did Greece. She was 11. Yeah. It's, it's not a good age to do it. It's not. <laughs> Greece should not be shown to children. No. At all. But they handled the uh, unplanned pregnancy very well. Yeah. They didn't. They didn't. Yeah. yeah, I think I think we did because we were church school. So right, that makes <laughs> no one planned pregnancies for us in Greece. No, I've just remembered that actually. But yeah, I think we I think we had to ask permission to cut bits out. All right, it's normally the other way around. You have to ask permission to, to add bits, get, get it in. No, we had to we had to ask permission them because the head teacher was just like, yeah, yeah, it's fine, do Greece, and then we were like. Yeah, there's like bits that a church school shouldn't be talking about. Can we cut these out? And he's yeah. like, oh, yes, of course, obviously. <laughs> like, cut out anything. Like, obviously. Obviously. <laughs> Please cut, cut, cut it out. Cut it out. Cut, cut the out. So what's the story of Greece? So Greece is a story of love. Uh... It's set in the 50s, right? And the 50s were not a time for sexual promiscuity, as far as I'm aware. So I'm surprised about what's going on in Greece. (laughs) What my judgment is, is the writers obviously lived through the fun-loving 60s and the rock and roll era of the 50s and free love and all that. And like, right, let's just have a a 60s musical, but set in the 50s. Yeah, they preferred the 50s um, costumes. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. So it is about um, Sandy and Danny who have a little holiday romance and Sandy, obviously living in Johnny's Australian, so he, they think that she's going back to, to Sydney, I think, Sydney, um, yeah. that great city. And um, surprise, surprise, or replies, replies, she turns up at school on the first day, which, plot hole, how? Oh. 
first uh, pothole, how did she not know that her dad was thinking of getting a job in wherever they are? I don't, like, obviously a lot we of don't, that goes we don't know, that. we don't know her parents' occupation. We don't. I, I'm going to suggest maybe military. Possibly. Because I know they move around quite a bit yeah, unexpected. Just, yeah. So I'm going to give them the benefit of the doubt that it could be an unplanned move to LA. LA? I don't know where that is. Unplanned move to Rydell High. But they never mentioned the beach after that. So I'm wondering if Danny went on, if they were on holiday. They were on local. It just so happens that she moved to the town where her high school, where her holiday crush yeah. was, miles yeah. away from wherever they'd been. Crazy. Maybe the parents were there like, you know what, it's nice here. Nice, it's nice. I like it. So yeah, they, so she turns up on the first day. Danny has done a great job of being um, a bloke on a holiday romance where he talks himself as if he's like the best thing dance earth and he's really sensitive and he's really caring and he's so nice but actually he's a bit of a douche and he's the leader of the t-birds gang now i'm gonna counter argue that saying <laughs> he was being really nice and generally and all that and then going back to school has to put on the pretense oh do you think he is actually a nice yes a nice actual nice guy not a nice guy i i believe so just because Obviously, when they're singing Summer Nights, I believe Sandy more than Daddy. Yeah, she does have... Daddy's just showing up, yeah. whereas Sandy is talking about a nice holiday role. A nice holiday. So, she... Sandy has a friend, Frenchie, who they met at some point, maybe they live on the same street. Who knows? Yeah. It's, it's weird. Very, like, very, very strange that they're automatically best friends like they've known each other for years but she's known for two weeks um so they're best friends french introduces the pink ladies um who then find out that she was with danny all summer and then they meet and it's like sandy jenny and then it sounds like scooby-doo sorry i don't know what happened there i, I yeah. was transported like <laughs> transformed right into greece to meet see i should have been sandy should not have been John. <laughs> Um, and yeah, no, you should have been Danny. I should have obviously been Danny, yeah. gender equality, and all that. That's why um, you sounded more like it. <laughs> I love it. I, di- I didn't hear the Australian enough. No, I can't Danny. do Australian accent. That's why. Sorry, sorry to all Australians. I won't even attempt it. Um, and yeah, and then a bit of chaos ensues, and it kind of is like. Sandy doesn't know where she fits in. Danny doesn't know where he fits in. There's a dance. There's an unplanned pregnancy, which we've already mentioned. <laughs> there's a random fair on the school grounds. Like, who, who even does yeah. that? There's graduations, like, literally, three days after they started school. What <laughs> yeah, is going that's, on? <laughs> that's my main plot hole. There's a, there's so a drag at, race. At, <laughs> at, the start, at the start of it, when... Sandy's like signing up and she said I think one of the teachers there's like oh how many days till Christmas and they say 82 days so at the start I'm there like right it's just going to be like the first semester yeah it'd be nice just a eight ten week period whatever it is but now it's a whole school year <laughs> but there's never any season changes no there's, never, there's never snow <laughs> there's never any rain no it just it's weird how it feels like the first 
five weeks of the first yeah. bit of the film and then suddenly it's the end of the film. They all graduate. Happy days. Because there, there probably is a, a moment at the start of the film where they talk about the dance coming up and when mm. it is. But it's definitely not, oh, for later this year, <laughs> the dance yeah. is, is taught like, no, it's coming soon. I just want to do a shout out to the head teacher and is it Blanche, the secretary for the amazing yeah, announcements? Definitely. I always, I always wish that when I was in high school, that that was a thing. But British British schools do not have a PA system, so no. very sad to find that out. Don't need it. No, too small. Far too small. Like my high school had about six hundred kids in it. Yeah, ours was about seven, eight hundred. Yeah, so. <laughs> British high schools are a lot smaller than American ones. Um, so yeah, there's so we've so there's a dance with the hand jive. There's a drag race plot <laughs> hole, massive plot hole about this plot, this drag race, massive plot hole about the school dance, massive plot hole about the fair in the middle of the school field. It's like, it's, it's basically just there, like right, we've got these songs, now we need something to fit around. Yeah. So Chris, tell us the best plot hole that you've discovered watching Greece? Okay, my, my favourite one is obviously Kaniki and... Rizzo. Rizzo. I couldn't think of that. <laughs> they have unprotected sex at the start yes. of the yes. which probably is about two days in. <laughs> yeah. And then at the end, everyone, oh, she's not pregnant. Nine months have gone by. She... <laughs> could have had a baby in that time these are 18 year old kids adults who should know that it shouldn't take that long <laughs> to have a baby <laughs> if you are having an unplanned pregnancy you'd have had the baby all night so that's like the massive she just been having unprotected sex all year probably I, I wouldn't put it past her but it makes no sense that little storyline the the whole Rizzo having a baby thing doesn't make sense because there's a whole thing about Rizzo being seen as like the bad girl and she's she, like in the worst things I could do song she mentions like what she's done and who, who judges her and stuff mm-hmm. but like again we never see anybody's parents we never discuss anybody's upbringing it's just the snapshot a snapshot of like these young adults from a senior year, effectively. Yeah. There's like no mention if anybody, because she gets with Kaniki, like she finds out that she's pregnant at the end of the year. So if her yeah. and Kaniki been having unprotected sex throughout the whole thing, but she also dates the leader of the other gang, who I've forgotten. The 50-year-old man. The 50-year-old man really should not be around 18-year-old children, let me tell you. Plot hole. Um, and well, yeah, I, I, just, another old I, just, I just think like that whole storyline just didn't need to be involved at all. No. It was the 50s, it wouldn't have happened. No, no. Well, it might have happened. I'm not saying it didn't happen. I'm saying it just is really unlikely to have happened. And B should be talking about it so openly on a freaking Ferris wheel in the middle of graduation. Oh, yeah. 
that's something you see in Manchester. Oh, I'm not pregnant, guys. Yeah, but it's not even like telling Marty sat next to her. She shouts it off the Ferris wheel from the top of the Ferris wheel. <laughs> what is the matter with these people? She's 18, she's young, she's dumb. No, she's not. She was about 25 when they made this film. <laughs> no, it, it makes zero sense at all, that whole plot. It needs yeah. to have been done much better. Like you say, if you saw seasons change or like a calendar or something like that, it might be a bit better. But no, it just it feels rushed. Yeah, it does feel like they're trying to cram in a lot of that film. There's a lot going on, like yeah. a lot. I do feel like they could have cut out the unplanned pregnancy, the, the drag, drag race situation. But I love watching other films now. And seeing that bridge and going, oh, that's in Greece. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and automatically, like, that's in San Francisco. How do you know that? Because it's in Greece. <laughs> yeah, you look at that and think, oh, that's where Terminator 2 was. Yeah. And there's something else <laughs> where there's a drag. I think uh, Gone in 60 Seconds is. Yes, Gone in 60 Seconds. Goes down there as well. And there's another one. There is, is a lot. Mission Impossible, I think. The, Maybe. The last yeah, Mission Impossible, not the you recent always, one. You always see it. Have a drag uh, race down there. Wasn't that uh, the calling video as well? Yes, the call. Yeah, <laughs> you will go. See, so it, it it pops up and yeah. Oh, I love like, it. Oh, I like that thing. I love it. I think it's at the end of the adventures of Buckaroo Buckaroo Banzai as well in the eighties. Sure. Yeah. Didn't yeah. There's loads of things, and yeah. every time yeah. I see it, I'm just like, Crops oh up. yeah, <laughs> oh yeah, that's a drag race. So yeah. The plot hole about the unplanned pregnancy. Yes. So let's move away from plot holes for a minute. I'm sure we'll come back because there's l- the whole film is a plot yeah. hole in itself. It's one big Sorry. black hole of plot. <laughs> so I had never heard of the director. I was really surprised. I've never known the director of this. And I don't know if he's no, done anything else. and you're going to have to remind me who it is. So it's Van- Randall Kleiser. Kleiser. Um, but I've never heard of him before or since. It's not Have somebody. You, it's not somebody that I. Not associate, done anything. I don't think so. It's not somebody that I associate with anything else. I've never heard of him since. It might just be that case of right. We need a director, and it didn't really matter. The films like this, they probably don't see grossing much or yeah. doing well, so they just have any guy come in and do it. Mm. And apparently, it changed because the musical. The theatre musical was written first um, yes. before the film, which happens a lot. Um, and apparently Rich, changed. Richard, Richard Gere was Danny and me. Yeah. No way. I'm pretty sure he That's was. That's amazing. Yeah. Richard Gere. Well done, Richard Gere. <laughs> um, oh, yeah, I think I did know that, actually, because it was in the Grease documentary a few years ago. Um, but, yeah, apparently he changed the location from Chicago, which is where the theatre show is based and still is based. Um, to the school that he based, that he went to. Is that why Richard Gere was stuck in Chicago? Yes. I'm not only ever been known for Chicago. Not an officer of a gentleman. Not pretty woman. Just um, Chicago. It's a terrible um, lawyer. <laughs> who... Anyway, we'll move on to Chicago another time, obviously, but well, I have some, there were some plot yeah. holes in that, let me tell you. Um. So, yeah, it was also 
nominated for an Oscar and four Golden Globes. It didn't win any of those nominations. I'm going to say the Oscar was Best Song. Best Musical original and Original Song by John Farrar. But I don't yeah, know what song it was because I didn't look that I didn't look John Favreau. Like, John Favreau. 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 It's amazing. John Star Wars. He's been around for years. He does. So Matt Callum loves John Favreau. Like literally, every time Happy comes on the screen, it's like, oh my god, Mum, look who it is. I'm like, yeah, all right. <laughs> Calm down, kid. So yeah, it got a lot of nominations for awards between the 19 when it came out, 1978, 79, right up until like 1918, 82. And I yeah. can't like for random things. Albums, I think, as well. When the album came out, the soundtrack came out, it got re-nominated. Um, but yeah, it didn't. I think the nominations for the Golden Globes were for John Travolta and Olivia Newton-John. Yeah. Um, I don't know who they actually went to. On the Golden Globes, a lot of musical and comedies are more recognised. Got their own category. Yeah. So I'm not surprised. Not surprised at all. We love the Golden Globes. I don't know. Some people do. Just as a massive aside, is Michael Tucci, Stanley Tucci's dad, who played Sonny? Because they look similar. And I'm intrigued. Sonny. The coach. No, Sonny's one of the T birds. I, I, I didn't really clock the name at all. It was only when I was writing out the research today that I was like, oh, they've got the same. And Tucci isn't exactly a standard. That's that's Sonny. Oh, uh, yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah. Is it related? I'm going to have a look now. Oh, hang on. <laughs> it's like the top thing. Did you know that Stanley Tucci, his brother-in-law, how weird. So his sister is Christine Tucci. And this is the only people that he says. Um, Emily Blunt and John Krasinski are his sister and brother-in-law. Hollywood 101 right there, isn't it? But yeah, it looks like Michael Tucci. It's no relation. It's no relation to Stanley Tucci, which makes me sad because... They look the same. Yeah, <laughs> and I'm sad about that now. I don't I don't don't care about this film. So yeah, um there were a lot of people like in this film, this is a huge production. Like when I was looking through the cast list for just the main cast, and then I went down to the students and then the teachers yeah. and then the extras and then the dancing cast. I was like scrolling for days. There's flipping thousands of people involved in this movie. Yeah, and that's why you get. A director who can just like, right, no egos, let's just do this. Yeah, yeah. So shout out to, um, just a quick shout out to Jeff Conaway, who is obviously no longer with us. He played a great Kaniki. Um, he did. And I think that's the Kaniki that everybody now bases their Kaniki off. I don't... Yeah, it's hard not to. Yeah, I think whoever played Kaniki in the theatre show is... Been done a massive disservice now because everybody plays well, faces it, it may have been him. It might have been. I don't know. I know some theatre shows do have the original cast come back. Yeah. Oh, Gina's on the research again. Yeah, it's a, I know, I research is the fall, but never mind. Doesn't say. Well, apparently, he played Kinnicky like in later years. <laughs> oh no, he played Vince Fontaine. From 1994 to 1998 on the stage. 
So he was from 1972 to 1980. He was Danny Zuko's replacement and the understudy for Vince, Eugene, Doody, Roger, Kanicki, Sonny, Danny, Teen Angel, and Johnny Casino. What a man. What a ledge. Well done, Jeff Conaway. How do you memorise all that? I don't know. They probably did cut shows, just in case. That's crazy. You'd have to basically know the whole script inside out. Yeah. Or all the male parts, at least. Mm-mm. Yeah, so it looks like he was, he was pretty good. He was pretty good. And he was in Taxi, which I didn't, I didn't realise. Yeah. No, Not something I've seen. Um, anyway, moving on. So the songs in Greece are bangers, I'm going to say. There are some proper tunes in Greece. I concur. We Go Together is just like an absolute classic. If if you can sing We Go Together and do all the Ramalama Dingongs in the right place, in the right time, legend status. Yeah, I'm going to have to learn it then it's a good it's a good soundtrack oh yeah it's an amazing soundtrack i think it was one of the best selling soundtracks for a long while in the uk Mm. anyway yeah so we start with um greece is the word which opens the credits and it's kind of like all cartoony written by barry gibb it is written by barry gibb it was also there was another song that the director wanted to have that was written by the actual muser, the composer. Right. <laughs> I couldn't think of the word. I was like, the musographer person. <laughs> that guy, the composer. Yeah, yeah, yeah the composer. Um, but the, then, yeah, they came in and changed it because Barry Gibb was a client of the producer. Barry Gibb, you're not going to turn down Barry Gibb, are you? No. So I, I actually really like Grease is the word. I think it's a, yeah. I think it's such a tune with all the cartoons and like how you see different because you get to know like the life, the day in the life <clears> of a T-bird, don't you? And like the yeah. he's getting ready and he's obviously putting grease in his hair and everything else. And I just think it's a really good introduction because the beginning, right at the beginning, you have Danny and Sandy and like having to say goodbye beach. and they're on the beach and having to say goodbye to each other and then it you it sends you into this like little rock and roll yeah and then it stops with the bell and that's when it merges seamlessly into the score yeah it's it's a great opening song it's it's one of those songs though where in a musical i don't know if it's more soundtrack or musical because no one's singing it yeah I think that's part of the soundtrack isn't it yeah it's just I'm very particular with my musicals I like when the characters sing yeah well, that's the whole point of the musical isn't it well Grease is a banger Grease is a banger and then we have um oh and here they're all mixed up but we have Summer, Summer Nights, Nights I think isn't it it is um so yeah, with where the T Birds and the Pink Ladies sing, obviously separately, but it fits in seamlessly with the others. And the T Birds are on the bleachers, and I'd never heard of the word bleachers before. 
when I first watched Greece. Well, not when I first watched Greece. I was going to say. I was like, like, eight. Right. (laughs) It's not something I'd ever come across. That's not you meant you've never heard the No, I have heard of the word. I have seen a lot of teen dramas um, where everything happens under the bleachers. Let's go to the bleachers. Um, And yeah, I was kind of confused as to why they were calling just a stand bleachers. And then I was really concerned that people would fall down through them. I still, yeah. I still am. Every yeah. time I watch that that song, I'm like, somebody's gonna fall. <laughs> somebody's well, gonna hurt themselves. And if someone falls, my land on someone's face. Yeah. Bloody creeps. It's not good. It's not good. But um, "Summer Nights" it's a great song. T birds are just bullies. Yeah. Yeah. And not you, poor Eugene. Not poor Eugene. Yes. Absolutely tortured. Poor Eugene and. You find out a bit more about the Pink Ladies and how they fit into the T-Birds um, and how they, how they two come together. And I think it's a really important song for the musical because you do get a bit more of an insight into, into how the high school is kind of... In, the into how an American, yeah, the, the hierarchy for the American high school. Like you've got Patty, you've got uh, Eugene, who were obviously like the geeks. And Patty's on the yearbook committee or whatever again like it's the first day of school they've already decided they're having a yearbook like this doesn't correlate to how normal things work i imagine that's just passed on year on year generation to generation um and yeah and then you have the the really high note at the end which is still to this day makes me go I wasn't going to attempt it no i don't want to get done for copyright i don't want the dogs around here to hear it Um, but yeah, it's it's one of the most talked about notes, I think, in a musical. <laughs> Is it? So I think most really? people who watch Greece know <clears throat> of that particular thing. And I think John Travolta did very well throughout that song. Yeah, considering he can't sing that. Yeah. <laughs> Scary times. Uh <clears throat> But he put in the performance when he needed it. He did. He did indeed. He did indeed. So then we have... um, What's that? Look at me. I'm Sandra D. Oh, yeah. Look at me. I'm Sandra D. I heard the other month. Do you know what day that was recorded on? No. The day Elvis passed away. Oh, that's sad. And they sing about him. They sing about the Elvis. They do sing about Elvis. Oh, that's yeah. really sad. <clears throat> Whether that's true or not, I don't know, but I heard it the other month. That's sad. So, yeah. Um, oh, we've got the, apparently, according to this website I've just gone on, um, we missed out the Rydell fight song, which isn't a massive problem because it's just a cheerleading pep rally. Alright, <laughs> I don't even recognise that as a song. No, it's not. It's not worth having. Um, and then you, yeah, look at me on Sandra D, which is just um, uh, taking the mick out of Sandy for being a goody two shoes because she doesn't want to get her ears pierced. Oh, it's taking the mick out of her, and obviously all these screen legends who were a bit goody goody. Yeah, like Sandra Doris Day. Day and Doris Day. Um, yeah, who probably weren't, who would now be seen as good role models for people 
back then they were seen as just goody goody two shoes and they should put out more as it was known back in the day and then yeah so um another plot hole here at this point um so sandy goes round for this sleepover like and they're doing each other's hair and everything and then marty just comes out with a load of pictures of guys that she's missed like she's writing to and i'm like you're 18 years old (laughs) what are you doing (laughs) and she's got like that flip thing of like that that army guy just makes me laugh that it's like sandy's known him for the day and they're like, come to our house for the sleepover. We'll try and pace your ears. No, that's not a thing. Stop trying to make you smoke and drink. <laughs> yeah, no, it doesn't, it doesn't work like that. So Sandy gets bored um, and has she's going to write a letter outside. Yeah. So she takes some perfumed paper that Marty sprays perfume on um, and leaves them in the paddling pool of Marty's younger brothers and sisters I suppose otherwise it's a bit weird um and again I'd be annoyed if I was that parent you woke up the next day to soggy bits of paper in my, my packing pool I'd be like Marty you're not having any more people around this is ridiculous gotta go the mess that they make I'm not going to Costco to buy you more paper <laughs> or perfume just, just rob it from school like normal normal people. kids yeah um, and then Sandy sings Hopelessly Devoted, which normally musicals have like a coming of yeah. an epiphany moment of, of a song. And I don't think there really is one in Greece, but Hopelessly Devoted is pretty close to that. Well, I think this, Sandy, and There Are Worse Things I Can Do are mm. the epiphany songs. Are the epiphany songs. Uh, I, like, I like Hopelessly Devoted. You kind of see how vulnerable Sandy is as a person. She's just moved schools, obviously moved country, which is a whole other thing in itself. And yeah, I think it's a... And all in one day. All in like the space of 25 minutes. It's mental. The gymnastics that she must be going through in her head right now. And she's already on the cheerleading team. She's on the cheerleading team. She's in the paper, probably. She's getting straight A's literally the second day she arrived. She's got a science it's buddy. So <laughs> it's like there's a fog involved at some point. <laughs> anyway. So yeah, she sings Hopelessly Devoted. And then we have quite possibly the funniest song to come out of a musical. Beauty yeah. School Dropout. Oh, just before that. Oh, just before that. What's just before? We have Oh, yeah. Oh yeah, the absolute. <laughs> how could I forget about Grease Lightning? We'll the absolute. It, Grease Lightning, problematic. The whole song is problematic. The whole Hydra. scene is problematic. It's hydromatic. It's climatic. Clearly, it's just all automatic. Yeah, all the all the all chicks. the attics. Yeah, plot the, holes. Plot the holes. The chicks will cream. Yeah. 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 She's a real pussy wag. Yeah, not. 
just a horrendous kids are singing this kids are singing at weddings (laughs) stop it stop it now do not put the grease mega mix on (laughs) at your cousin's wedding uh i like grease i think i like it because obviously they're just in shop class i'm american uh just working on this piece of garbage and then suddenly it's uh, like right this is what we could have Mm. when we're all singing mechanics in five years time yeah i think that was a big thing for me that High schools in America had like auto shop classes. Yeah. And we got stuck with woodwork. Like, <laughs> it's kind of like, I want to fix a car. Don't want to be well, obviously they've got, ashtray. <laughs> they learned to drive in school as well, as well. I know, yeah, because they Whereas drive from 16, don't, don't they? Um, but yeah. The, it's a the great one song, in but it's just, it's just I don't get is when. He grabs the cling film and just runs around the car. Yeah, what is that about? Why have they got a cling film? It makes zero sense. And I watch it and watch it and watch it. Like, he's not, like, wrapping the car. He's not doing, like, a... You know, when they put a wrap on the car yeah, and paint yeah. on it and stuff like yeah. that. No, none of that. Just running around with cling film for no reason whatsoever. And... Uh, I do love when the song ends. No. Not. <laughs> I love it when the song not ends. Not because I hate it. <laughs> but I need just the realisation that they are just still where they are. In that yeah. Keep I, feel, I feel sorry for their, their shop teacher. I don't. Like... She bloody loves them. Oh, she does love them, to be fair. When Kaniki bangs his head at the end, I was <laughs> like, get her to drive. <laughs> Should absolutely love doing that. She would. She's pretty ace. She's, I mean, she's how a good teacher. often do you see a, a female? I think that teacher? was. I think that was a really brown, groundbreaking moment for Greece. Like the only one, but yeah. like, they have Just a female, a female mechanic. Um. So yeah, Grease Lightning. I think it's a tune. It's but yeah, problematic for your five-year-old to be singing. It is. And no doubt I'll hear my niece sing it one day. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> there are there are things that could be changed in <laughs> in that in that song. Oh well. And then we go on. It is what it is. It is what it is. It's a very it's it's one of them songs and one of them scenes that everybody knows, but doesn't. But nobody really understands the context of it. Or yeah. get like the deeper, like, because it's just a scene in a musical. Everybody's just there to have a nice time. But when you're looking at it, like, we look at it and you're like, oh, yeah. when actually. You look at those lyrics. Mm, not good. Hip thrusting. <laughs> Pussy wagoning. Yeah. That. So then we find out that French, she wants to drop out of school. She wants to be, or has she dropped out of school? No, she she dropped. School? Yeah, so those first five days, she's dropped out, and now she's in beauty school. <laughs> well, she's been out of school. No, I think she's been at beauty school. Like I say, time doesn't pass. But she was at a school for the first at least two days. Yeah. And then she dropped then, out went to beauty school for three days. Yeah, yeah. And yeah. wants to drop out of beauty school. Yeah. Okay. I think you're picking up. I know, I'm trying, I'm trying. 
there's too there's too many time twists in this film. There is. It's worth a view in the beast. I know, I know. Oh my God, don't get started on that. <laughs> um so she's in she's dropping out of beauty school. Like they're in the burger joint that I can't remember the name of, but it was a good name. Yeah, I think it, yeah, I think it might be. So well, that's what it is in the cartoon at the start. Yes. Ah, yeah, it might be then. Um, and everybody's just kind of not paying attention to her. She's not happy. She stays. She has a chat with the waitress. Um, she um, unveils her pink hair. And then we have beauty school dropout, where it involves all the other pink ladies. Yes. In foil. I don't, so I don't foil. think I ever picked up on that until this watch. Was like, oh, oh, really? Yeah. yeah no. I, I just thought there were different actresses. No, no. Because you can, it's funny because, because like a dream sequence, it's kind of weird watching it and going, oh, yeah, there's Bizzo. And oh, yeah, there's, yeah. there's Marty. And uh, yeah. So it's a bit, bit of a weird one. Um, and, yeah, it's another it's another song that is problematic because it's a guy singing to her as his as a guardian angel, basically telling her that she's rubbish. Yeah. <laughs> I'm doing a very good job as a guardian yeah. angel. You're worth nothing. You are rubbish. Go back to school. Get yeah, out of town. You ridiculous woman. Um yeah. I, <laughs> I think beauty score dropout. And Grease Lightning are the, the turning points of the film where it kind of goes. They're both songs that allude to the ridiculousness of Grease yeah. and make it the icon musical that it is today. Because it, it is just, they are two songs in the middle of the film that just make no sense to the film whatsoever. They could be cut out and you wouldn't miss them. No, 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 definitely not. Especially it's- not if the drag race bit doesn't happen. Like, if you cut them three points out, it's a great musical. <laughs> I did. I know we're, I'm going to say, shitting on the film a lot. But we but do love it. <laughs> it is a great film. It's amazing. Yeah, we do love the film, promise. It's just, as an adult watching it back from watching it as a child, Yeah. you kind of realise just how... I said the other week, this is pretty much the first musical I saw. Yeah. It's one of the first ones I saw. So I don't know how. Anyway, anyway moving swiftly on. No. So now, then now we're in the uh, the dance hall. Yes, yeah, so we're in the dance hall with the uh, with the dance drive. There's lots of fifty year old people. Shanahar. There are lots of people who shouldn't be there. Um, yeah. Lots of older people who shouldn't be there either. Who were pretending to be eighteen year olds. Yeah. There's a hand drive where Sandy and Danny are dancing and then um, cha-cha, cha-cha-cha takes over and they win and Sandy storms I, off in a huff. I don't know why she stormed off. Yeah. Because it was... Sonny distracted her. It yeah. wasn't like Danny wanted I know, yeah. to dance with cha-cha. So why... She could have just said, like, move. Yeah, I'm dancing it. I'm dancing it. Get out of the way. I think she was assert yourself, Sandy. <laughs> yeah, ridiculous. 
So <clears throat> then we move on to. Oh, on to let, the... let me just talk about uh, the paedophile Vince Fontaine. Oh, yeah. Oh, how is that character allowed? I don't know. I don't know how any of that scene is allowed. No, like, it's chatting up Marty by the camera. Yeah. It's just creepy. He is a creep. He if I if I'm gonna be honest, there isn't one male character in this film who isn't a little bit creepy. No. Apart from Eugene, maybe. Oh, I don't know. Probably is. Probably quiet is. ones. It's always the quiet ones. Always the quiet ones. What about uh I was gonna say Sandy's first boyfriend, but he's dancing as a teacher in the dance hall. Oh yeah, the football runner, the athlete. Game probably closer to that teacher. Oh uh, yeah, all creeps. Every single one of them. The coach isn't creep. The coach, Coach Calhoun. Calhoun yeah. is not a creep. He's a lovely man. Yeah, um, I see. Yeah, one redeemable. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> redeemable person in this whole film. Then do we have? Is it the drag race then? Uh, the ghost no, of cinema. The, we the have the Drive, drive through, and we hear Sandy. Bye. Yeah, Danny with with the dancing hot dogs. <clears throat> yes, always the dancing hot dogs. Always the dancing hot dogs. I don't even see John Travolta in that scene. No, I just see dancing hot dogs and popcorn. Um, again, not really sure why this this song was needed. <laughs> no, I, I don't understand Danny's motives at all. Because I don't, I genuinely believe he's not that character who just wants mm. to get with her. But I feel the peer pressure from no one is getting <laughs> Yeah, nobody cares. No, and people look like they care, but they don't. It's the only funny. one who seems to care is Rizzo. Yeah. And, and then she has, and then she has an epiphany moment, and she's fine. So it's kind yeah. of like you could have just had a conversation about this with Rizzo, found out yeah. what was up with her, and moved on with your life. Strange behaviour. But then at the at the at the drive-through, they have a run-in with the what are the the Scor- is it the scorpions? Yes. Um, again, problematic. Start to finish. Yeah. No reason for them to be there. No, but. Obviously, in like Rebel Without a Cause and stuff like that, you do yeah, have yeah. rivalries, and I understand that kind of subplot to it. Yes, yes. So they have an altercation. Cans are thrown at cars. Things are said that shouldn't be said, and they decide to have a drag race. The papers want your pinks. It was. I'm, a, um, it was I'm very literally glad the, the car was ready. Me right too. <laughs> Me too. That was perfect on point plot twist there. Um, it took me until I was about in my twenties to realise that pinks meant like the slip, like the ownership of the car. Yeah. I was like, what the hell is a pink? What are you on pink. about, you weirdos? It's gonna get a pink slip from school. Like they have pink slips. What's this about? What are you going on about? Um very confusing for an English person. I know, yeah. Please make it more accessible for English people to understand. Yeah, when's the English musicals coming out? <laughs> yeah. Why is it not an English musical? Um, and then, yeah, so then we have the, the drag race, which, you know, 
you've got Cha-Cha there in her, with her scarf that she so happens to be wearing yeah. and be able to whip off and use as a flag. Well, she knew. She knew. She knew. She knew the score. She understood the assignment. Um, and yeah, and then it's just a whole heap of mess. <laughs> I, I know he's had the, no rules for this drag race, but surely going up on the side is... Well, surely having it's not right. spokes that can cut into a car oh, yeah, yeah. is not, <laughs> not right. Yeah. Shouldn't be allowed. It's all very confusing. Yeah, and I, I don't think they even say, oh, go to the tunnel, turn around, come back. They just know when to turn. Yeah. The and audience is just watching like, oh, that, that's the point where to turn there. And not <laughs> only are the audience watching it, Sandy's watching it. <laughs> From a great distance. <laughs> Yeah, she's miles away. She might as well not Why be she there. not with the rest of them? Because she's fallen out with them all, hasn't she? Because of Danny. And she doesn't think... Oh, she might. She rightly believes she's not well-liked within the group. <laughs> friend she likes her. Yeah. That's all you need. Just one friend. Yeah. Just one friend. And then where do we go from there after the drag race? Uh, and then the fairs on the park, uh, on the uh, school grounds. Just in the middle of the, the field. Yeah. It's a field. It is a big field. Um, yeah, this is where Lizzo announces to the whole school that she's not pregnant. <laughs> um, it's also then, where we learn that Danny has changed. Yeah, and so has Sandy. But I don't think much emphasis is on Danny yeah, changing. changing to a, to be a let him, have a letterman jacket. Yeah, how obviously we've not seen the progression, but how he's probably dominated in track and actually is a runner and mm. is athletic. We don't see that side. Obviously, we see the little sporting montage early where he's looking at Joe. Yeah. And like, right, I need to be that guy. So Sandy's into me. So, yeah, we don't see enough of it. And obviously, at the end, when we see Sonny and uh, but who were both failed phys ed. Oh, yeah. Danny's, ex- Danny's excelled in it just quietly, not telling anyone. Mm. And I think that's important because obviously the transformation at the end of Sandy is recognisable and everyone knows that, but no one talks about how Danny went through it as well. Very mm. small change, but it is there. Yeah. I think, I think that's the thing people forget when they watch this film, that Danny does also make a big change. Like, it's huge for him to do that and not be yeah. the, the head of the local cool gang or whatever. God, how old do I sound? But, um, yeah, I think that's a big change. But it's also like a little lesson that, you know, you shouldn't be changing each other anyway, but it's best if you compromise and... Compromise, yes, but he's changed, and then my god, I sandy changed. Sandy, it changes a lot, and it is impressive, but yeah, I prefer it as just yeah, me too, yeah. And then we have, and then we have the whole um, you're the one that I want on the fun fair. Yes, lovely tune. It is. It's a great tune. It is, and it's a really, it's actually a really nice I scene. It was, I've seen. I thought it was longer as well, but it's not. It's, it's nice. not. It's like it's a nice short little, tune. Yeah, it's a really short tune. I really like it. Um, 
where they are on the fun fair and they they're on the weird like fun wobbly house. bits the fun house thank you that's the word oh my god what is wrong with me today oh, well, um, fun to yeah a fun house um with a uh, patch yeah he was there maybe maybe you're coming up soon about the fun house <laughs> um did they do a musical episode <laughs> well, I would find it if they did. Um, and then everybody comes together in the hot, and French is like, the gang's back together. And then they sing. Maybe gang's back together, but were they apart? <laughs> I know with Sandy with Chris, this. You have to understand that this tracked for eight days and they were apart for at least one day. That's a long time in musical theatre history. <laughs> it's a long time in teenage history. Yeah. One yeah. day without speaking to you, mate, it's a long, a long time. Yeah. Yeah. I, I just don't understand the logistics of this film. It's really annoying. <laughs> it is it is one of them films where you never quite understand what's going on. No. Even though you're watching it and you can track what's going on, you don't really understand what's going on. <laughs> right. So just before we finish. We have to talk about the, uh, the, 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 yeah. Right. Just before we finish, we have to talk about the theory that Sandy is dead. Ah, uh, yes. So, so obviously in Summer Nights, uh, she said, or Danny says she nearly drowned. Yeah. And people are saying, oh, she did drown. And all this is just a... If- a dream. Yeah. And when they're flying up in at the end, that's her going to hell. Oh, I hate that bit at the end. I oh, I, oh forgot about that bit. That's <laughs> awful. Why? So yeah, he just a, a weird fever dream. Yeah, so they she's either dead or she's in a coma. Yes. And it's just all a fever dream, and she's dreamt the whole thing, and she's in hospital, and then them flying away is her dying. Yeah. Such a cheery end to the film. What a weird dream to have. This guy just nagging you for a year and then you have to change. Not even a year. It's like (laughs) a week and a half. (laughs) So there we are. That's Greece. Favourite character? Um, Frenchie. I love her. She's so funny. She's really nice. And she looks after... She looks after uh, Sandy. Yeah, growing up, I, I did like Kinnicky. Yeah. I think I think he is Frenchy. She is, she's just there for everyone. I think even if any of the lads had a problem, she'd be there. Mm. So, yeah. She's a good egg. Yeah, I, I agree with Frenchy. She's a good egg. Um, Finally. <laughs> and I think we'll just go with favourite scene. Oh, not finally then. I believe we're going to say favorite song. Favorite scene. Oh, sorry. Uh, probably Grease Lightning. Because mm. it is the dream sequence of what they want this dream to be. This car is not going to be what they want, but they mm. are going to have a damn good go at making it what they want. Yeah. So, yeah, I, I, I think I like that. Mine is a thing, Phil. I like that scene. I think my favourite scene is 
Um, probably the scene just before summer nights when the pink ladies are talking and then Patty comes over and they're just completely blanker and then Sandy starts just like Sandy and Frenchie have sat down like Jan's just eating whatever she just eats in every single scene it's amazing Probably why I was picked to play. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. I think I think it's just like a nice little snapshot of American high school, like teenage girls after the holiday, after the summer's been like having a catch up, but still knowing their place in the hierarchy, like yeah. who they can knock down, who they can build up, and you know, then friendships don't go away. But no, they've apparently not seen each other for eight weeks. It's like. <laughs> Okay, Webs. Yeah. And then, favourite song? Favourite song um, is We Go Together. Mine's probably Summer Nights, just because of the juxtaposition of it all. Yeah. It's a good juxtaposition. It is. Yeah, I'm, I'm going to stick with Summer Nights. We, we do need to make a list of all our favourite songs. I know, I keep forgetting, but I'll go back through. It's fine. Yes. I can figure it out. <laughs> Shall we find out quickly what we're doing next week? Uh, yeah, it might uh, Oh, we've had that number. We are on 23, if we've not already had it. 23, 1955. Any guess? <laughs> 1955. It's there's, there's a lot of films from 1955. Sinatra, Brando. Oh, Guys and Dolls. Yeah, Guys and dolls. I only know that I don't, from The Simpsons. <laughs> yeah, I don't think that song's actually in the film. It's, it's only in the, in the film. It's not in the film. I've watched the film. It's not in the film. So, yeah, we'll be doing Guys and Dolls, but we'll also be doing Luke Skywalker's Guys and Dolls from The Simpsons. <laughs> yes. Yes, please. Guys and dolls. So, yeah, that's next week. Guys and dolls. That is number 23. That's going which to be one? Which one is this? Day. I know, Sammy. Which number one is 20. this? Number twenty. Greece, number twenty. Yeah, great, great musical. Great musical. Weird plot. Weird, weird plot. Lots of issues. Yeah. Well, when I said favorite song, I nearly said Greece never mixed. I can't, <laughs> I can't a, do that to you. That is a good tune. <laughs> right. Right, so. Let's go.